with a bunch of crazy dogs and have some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Coming to you from the Costa Nostra studios, I'm Matty Buller, and thank you for tuning in to Almost Wise Guys. This is our look at the upcoming divisional round games across the NFL this weekend. And in this episode, we'll cover the regular weekly picks, our total tees, and we're going to get to hear from Doc and Spiffy. But first, with me as always from Almost Wise Guys Central, it's my main guy, Andy the Prognosticator Attridge. How you doing, pal? I'm doing quite well, Matthew. Um, I enjoyed last week's games. Now, I didn't have a horse in the race like you did. And pretty slow horse. The Bears are who we thought they were. Yeah, yeah, it was a very slow horse. And then the Bears uh, management uh, came out yesterday and basically told every Bears fan to go fuck themselves because Nagy and Pace are staying where they are. So I got that going for me. which is nice. I, I even called it on this show when they went on their three-game run. You know, I said I, they went on that run just so that Nagy would keep his job. Had they had they lost those games, he would have been out of a job. Like, I think they need a turnaround there. You know, Ryan Pace's last three quarterback picks, he signed Glennon to a three-year deal and was cut after the first year. Uh, he picked Mitch Trubisky with the second overall pick, and he grabbed Nick Foles and that didn't turn out very well either yeah i gave him and and nick Foles is actually the one non-question mark next year there's no way that guy's walking away from that much guaranteed money no i doubt there's a lot of teams that want his services yeah they could dump him pretty they could dump him more easily than they could trubisky i bet you they'd have to oh yes but i bet you they'd have to eat a bunch of his salary oh for sure yeah and that's that doesn't serve the bears any purpose because unfortunately like the bears are up against the cap well they got a lot of money tied up in their defense right yeah, well, not just that. They've made a lot of stupid calls over the years, and, well, that comes back to bite you in the ass. But anyway, let's talk about teams that are actually in the playoffs. Playoffs? Bills Mafia, I'm pumped for you guys. I'm pumped for Cleveland Brown fans. I was rooting for both those teams on the weekend, and, uh, you know, I didn't think Pittsburgh would come out that flat. I can't believe a Mike Tom- Tomlin coach team came out like that. That that first quarter was she. Well, let's let's go to the first play. So you got Marquise Pouncey, who's been in nine Pro Bowls, snaps it to Big Ben, who's six foot five, and snaps it over his head. Big Ben's been in the Pro Bowl six times, so fifteen Pro Bowls between that first snap of the game, and then it was downhill from there. It was good on Cleveland. They kept the pressure up, mm-hmm. and long time coming for Browns fans. I felt great for Bills fans too, as. Uh, they're going to be in tough. Well, both those teams are going to be in tough this week in what's going to, a really tight divisional round. And uh, when you look at the AFC, what's crazy is I don't think there's a quarterback there that's un, that's over 25, right? No, I never, I never really thought about it. But yeah, you're right. Right. So the future of the AFC looks right the, the there's some great quarterback play going on in the afc and i'm looking forward to those as well so well let's let's get into well, these no, games but we... before we move on to the games you'd have to admit there was some really sloppy ass play last week um among several teams and worse than that there were some really horrible coaching decisions too there was uh i couldn't believe mike vrabel oh. deciding to to punt it A from baltimore's 40 
Yeah, yeah, it was fourth, fourth and one or fourth and two. Yeah, and this and is two. the same guy that said he would have his penis cut off if it meant it could win a Super Bowl ring. Would you cut your dick off for a Super Bowl? Oh, been it's, married 20 years. Yeah, probably. You've got three <clears throat> as a player. He'd actually let somebody cut off his penis, but he doesn't have the balls to go for it on fourth and one or fourth and two on his opponent's 40 when he's down. Have you seen my balls? And it wasn't just him, too. I mean, Frank Reich got in his own way a little bit you bet yep um even tomlin you know they think you know, there was a point in that game where oh my god they could come back on this yeah pittsburgh was very undisciplined though and that's yeah not usually indicative of a mike tomlin coach team well they'll have lots of time to figure it out won't they yes they will they will so they'll probably start by golfing with each other and having a chat on the golf course but uh let's fire it up eh yeah <laughs> All right, first up, Saturday afternoon, we head to Lambeau Field where the Green Bay Packers host the LA Rams. The Packers are six and a half point favorites at home and 46 is your over under here. Uh, This is actually a matchup between two former Cal quarterbacks. Uh, which is kind of interesting. And it's actually the fourth playoff game in the last 50 seasons between the pass touchdown leader and the defense that allowed the fewest pass touchdowns. And the pass touchdown leader is 3-0 and in such games. So with that in mind, what say you, Andy? Well, let's go back to last week in the Rams against Seattle. And obviously quite the defensive performance. Um, they got a defensive touchdown pick six from Williams. Um, the Rams started Wolford for only the second time is in his career. And I think his quarterback coach neglected to instruct him how to perform a hook slide, which happened in the first quarter. So one stinger later, in comes Jared Goff, fresh off thumb surgery. He throws uh, nine completions on 19 attempts uh, with surgery on his throwing hand. But, you know, Aaron Donald and that defense, they sacked Russell Wilson on five occasions. And they held Wilson 174 passing yards on 11 completions, uh, leaving him with a 17.6 QBR. I, I'm, I guess I'm trying to say there is um, there's an argument to be made on both sides of this game. It's not a straightforward Green Bay at Lambeau in January under a touchdown. And yeah, it's six and a half points as well. You got to think. Uh, with a team defense like L.A. does, maybe they don't win this thing, but a team like that can keep it close. Well, you, you said the, the, the line or the uh, total was 46. It's actually ticked down a little bit, 45. Uh, but so has the, the, the spread on the game started at an even touchdown and early in the week was bet down to six and a half. Now, to me, that says that there's a lot of professional money coming in on the Rams. And I would expect the public to come in on that pretty soon, like tomorrow. And that line going to seven, probably seven with juice, or maybe even seven and a half at some at some books. But, you know, if you look at the Rams' defense, they're ranked first in the following categories. Yards allowed per game. Passing yards allowed per game. Passing yards allowed per completion. Opponents' touchdowns per game, which you alluded to. Opponent red scoring attempts allowed per game. And in addition to the defensive stats, they're second in the league in penalties committed. 
Green Bay's 14th. So they're a pretty disciplined team on top of it. I, I, I don't know. Do you, do you think they can stop Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones? Yeah, it's not just stopping Aaron Rodgers, but can they stop Jared Goff from tanking their season as well? Um, He can't play in cold weather. So this, as I said, is a battle between two former Cal quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Now, Aaron Rodgers has spent his entire illustrious pro career in the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. And Jared Goff, well, he's got it pretty nice in Los Angeles. He doesn't play well in cold weather. In fact, in the two career starts he's had below 35 degrees, he's got no touchdowns and five picks and a 34.5 passer rating. That's atrocious, right? And there's flurries expected on Saturday in Green Bay. Yeah, it's supposed to be around freezing, and uh, I saw around 11 mile an hour winds. But when I played, we always used to say cold weather, that's defense weather, especially yeah. if you can get some snow in there because you never know. There's lots of fumbles that can come out a quarterback and not get the grip on the ball quite right, and especially a guy like Rodgers if he's thrown it into a tight window, but you know, there's something even slightly off. A guy like Jalen Ramsey can make a play. He's the best cover corner since Revis Island when it was in its prime, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, my biggest concern for Green Bay – is on their offensive line. And in the last week of the season, David Bakhtiari, five-time Pro Bowl left tackle, injured his ACL and is out for the rest of the season. Enter Jared Veldhier, the veteran offensive tackle, signed with the Packers this week, just days after he started at left tackle for the Colts last week in the wildcard game against Buffalo. Now, Veldhier played in Green Bay last year and actually played in the postseason, but this would be the first time in NFL history for a player to play two postseason games with two different teams. So that tells you the state of uh, the Packers' offensive line, the fact that they have to bring a guy off a practice squad from the Colts uh, in order to fill that spot for Bakhtiari. So back to their quarterback, it looks like Goff is going to get the nod, but if he doesn't, here we are back to Wolford, who didn't even have the wherewithal to hook slide in the first quarter. So what kind of a what kind of judgment is he going to show at a critical time in the game? Once bitten, twice shy, right? I don't I think guess. he's going to be doing much. Unless the game's on the line, you're not going to see him doing ahead. And even if he does, oh well. You put Goff back in. I honestly think the Wolf of Ball Street is a hell of a lot better than Jared Goff. Well, Goff's been erratic at best in the last few games. And um, Well, like he doesn't have a thumb. Well, like he does, but it's not working. And last time I checked, you need one to throw a ball. But even before the surgery, which I guess is why he was playing erratically. Um, now, it, you know, I mean, Wolford was on the sidelines wearing like a neck cast like because of the stinger. Guess who their third string is? Who? Blake, wide open is the cornerback, Bortles. First down, Bortles setting up screen. He's intercepted! And it's going to be a pick six! So, you know, depending on Wolford's situation, um, from a safety standpoint, we, we might see Blake as the backup. Woo! When, that's, a, that's a scary thought. It is a scary thought. I, this game, I agree with you. It's tough to call with that six-and-a-half-point spread. I agree with you as well. It's going to go up by game time because Green Bay is a big-time public team. The Packers have allowed fewer than 17 points on four of their last five games, okay? 
but they haven't played the best offenses. They've played Chicago, Tennessee, Carolina, Detroit, and Philly in those last five games. And only Detroit scored more than 17. They scored yeah. 24, but they the Packers still won. Yeah, for sure. The key to the game is can LA's pass rush get to Rodgers? But even if they can, Rodgers gets rid of the ball in about two and a half seconds under pressure. Uh, you know, at the, when, sorry, when we started this game, I said, well, let's ignore the fact that it's Green Bay, Lambeau Field in January in sub, uh, sub-freezing temperatures. I lied. It is about that. And I can't see Green Bay not covering a touchdown in that situation. Yeah, I'm with you as well, man. As long as Aaron Rodgers can stay upright uh, and he doesn't get disrupted too much, they should win this game because I don't think that Los Angeles can compete when it comes to the offense. That when you put on... This uniform, with my name on it, there is no substitute for winning. No substitute. Or you hit the deck. So we're going to go out there. We're going to play this other team, quote unquote, Rally's clothing with their pussy mustard yellow shit uniforms. We aren't just going to beat them. We will grab them and we will fuck their sisters. In the cunt! Are you listening? Bring it in! Come on! Fuck these people! Fuck these people! Yes! One, two, three! Go Bills! Go Bills! Go Bills! Go Bills! And now Saturday night, uh, we've got the Buffalo Bills hanging out in the playoffs unfortunately the baltimore ravens are coming to town and the ravens are kicking ass and taking names uh minus two and a half the bills are favored by 50s you're over under here now the ravens are 11 and 6 and they're the only team in nfl history with a winning record on the road in the postseason so the road doesn't scare baltimore and i think when we talk to doc as well he's going to tell us that home field advantage doesn't really matter that much at all if you ask especially this season so baltimore coming in to buffalo can the bills defense do better than it did against indy well yeah i mean the colts they, you know, they looked like they were beating themselves as much as we would like to give credit to the Bills' defense. But keep in mind, every single Colts drive ended up in Bills' territory. Every single one. And Lamar Jackson, man, that guy, that guy's a, that guy's a highlight reel unto himself. Rushed for over 100 yards. Second time doing that in the playoffs. Actually, only the sixth time that's ever happened. Uh, Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, and Colin Kaepernick has done it twice. But let's compare those defenses, okay? Just through a few metrics. Yards per game allowed on defense. Buffalo ranks 16th. Baltimore ranks 6th. Third down conversions allowed per game. Buffalo ranks 13th. Baltimore, 2nd in the league. Passing yards allowed. Buffalo, 14th. Middle of the pack again. Passing yards allowed per game for Baltimore, 6th in the league. Points allowed per game. Middle of the pack, Buffalo's at 15th. Baltimore, second in the league at 18.9. I, it, obviously, Baltimore has the edge on defense. Whether or not... Now, I like, the fa- I, I like the fact that the Colts were using a cover two defense last week because Baltimore, I think there's only one other team in the league that uses man-to-man coverage. And I think that might be their Achilles heel against Josh Allen this week. 
Yeah, because you can't discount the Bills offense because as electric as Lamar Jackson has been, uh, Josh Allen has been just as electric. These are a couple quarterbacks that can make plays and games turn on some of the plays that these guys make. The Ravens, uh, when they have lost, like, I mean, they lost to New England this this season. Uh, they only put up 20, 17 points against them. Bill Belichick obviously knew how to scheme them. Pittsburgh handed them an L as well. And let's see here. Uh, Tennessee, they lost to an overtime and Kansas City, right? So they've lost some pretty good com- competition. But then you look at Josh Allen and he is 5-0 and versus top 10 total defenses this season. He's beaten the Rams, uh, the Chargers, the Niners, the Steelers, and the Colts. I mean, that's the Rams lost by three against uh, Buffalo, um, though they scored more than 30 points. Uh, Buffalo ended up putting up 35 on the L.A. Rams, and the Colts kept it to within three last week. But uh, Sam Fran, Pittsburgh, and the Chargers all lost by 10 points or more. Uh, there's snow expected on game day, but both these teams are are snow teams. Well, Baltimore, I, their, their rushing attack is so superior to that of what Buffalo offers. It is. And in fact, Buffalo's the sixth worst in the league against a tight end. And Mark Andrews is becoming a huge target for Jackson. I, you know, I don't really think the, the line means much here because typically, especially in the conference round, or sorry, rather to the divisional round, almost to the tune of 80%, the team that covers the spread also wins the game. And this is inside a, a field goal. I, I think I think Baltimore is is going to outclass Buffalo in this particular match. John Harbaugh's been there. He's done that. He's got a ring. McDermott doesn't. This is uncharted territory for him. I look for the experience of the coach, and I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, let me tell you, Bills Mafia, my heart is with you. And I spent not just this segment, but, you know, the better part of this week trying to convince myself to take Buffalo. But I really just can't. I I agree with you. I think it's that rushing attack with Baltimore. I think they can control the pace. And if their defense can just keep Josh Allen down a little bit, Baltimore can definitely outscore them. They're actually my money line Maddie pick this week. Oh. Oh! Hey, you know, you mentioned Bill's Mafia. You know what they have in Baltimore, Maddie? What's that? The Mafia. <laughs> well, actually, Buffalo had a great Mafia. Buffalo had Stefano Magadino, who was, uh, I believe, uh, Joe Bonanno's cousin. And uh, Magadino also ran, so we're from Southern Ontario. Uh, you've probably heard of Johnny Pops Papea from Hamilton and uh, Giacomo Lupino before him in the Prohibition times were all run by the Magadino crime family. Oh, they were boat, they were uh, whiskey running across the border. You bet. So it, Buffalo's Buffalo was pretty damn good when it comes to organized crime, but when it comes to football this uh, Saturday night, I think Baltimore is going to be just that much better, and I think they can win it outright. What have I ever done to make you treat me so disrespectfully? <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, later in the afternoon, we've got the Kansas City Chiefs at home against the Cleveland Browns. I should say the Super Bowl champion. 
Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are 10-point favorites at home, and 56 is your over-under here. Now, the big thing everybody talks about whenever Casey comes off a bye is Andy Reid's record after a bye. He's 25-5 and in his career, including the playoffs. He's won six straight off of a bye. Um, my big thing with this game is turnovers will be the deciding factor as to whether the Browns cover this spread or not. The Browns are 11-0 when they win or tie the turnover differential this season. That's including the playoffs. They're 1-5 with a negative turnover differential. So if Cleveland can keep it tight, they can cover this spread. Now, winning it outright, that's a whole other ball of wax, right? Well, you you preface the Kansas City Chiefs as being the Super Bowl winning Kansas City Chiefs, which they did. However, the Cleveland Browns won their Super Bowl last week in Pittsburgh. <laughs> they did. You know, not not, not only uh, did they win in Pittsburgh for the first time in 17 years, but they notched their first playoff win on the road since, wait for it, Matty, December 28th, 1969, against whom? Dallas Cowboys. A week prior to that, Vince Lombardi coached his final NFL game. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley. Tricky Dicky Richard Nixon was president. Well, I'm not a crook. I've earned everything I've got. And there were still several thousand hippies that had not bathed since their outdoor shower at Woodstock five months earlier. The brown acid that is circulating around us is not specifically too good. Uh, It's suggested that you do stay away from that. Of course, it's your own trip, so be my guest. And this was a game in which Dallas Cowboy kicker Mike Clark attempted an onside kick and missed the ball entirely. Idiot kicker. Or, as Neil Armstrong aptly described it, one small step for man, one giant fuck up for America's team. Well, yeah, that's, you know, the Dallas Cowboys obviously went on a much different trajectory after that. (laughs) (laughs) Cleveland kind of went downhill, but now they're in the playoffs and a win over Kansas City puts them in the AFC championship game. Here's the problem with that, though. (laughs) I mean, Pittsburgh beat themselves last week. They They shit the bed in the first quarter. They didn't come out to play that game. And by the time they looked up, they were 28 points down. And they still weren't out of it, though. And not until like the fourth quarter when Big Ben threw that last pick because Cleveland's defense let them back into it. You can score against Cleveland. Uh, Like I said, uh, against Baltimore, uh, Cleveland ended up winning. But I think Baltimore put up uh, 42 points. So you could score on them. Uh, KC, the other side of this that I'm looking at is they're only seven and nine against the spread this year. And they've been playing down to their competition all year yeah. long. Like Absolutely. Even though they've won a lot of games, when Vegas put them up against a double digit spread, they wouldn't cover it. And no. I like the Browns to cover, but you know, the Chiefs should win it. But I think the Browns can cover 10 points on the road the way they're playing. What do you think, man? Well, let's go back to the game against Pittsburgh because I guess the Browns thought that garbage time started in the second quarter, which obviously it didn't. But despite that, Baker Mayfield put up 263 yards passing with three touchdowns. Nick Chubb on the ground, 145 yards from the line of scrimmage and one touchdown. And keep in mind, those numbers were against a top three defense in Pittsburgh, which Casey is definitely not. Well, when Baker Mayfield is on, 
Cleveland is a crazy double threat because they've got the wide receiver and tight end talent uh, to catch whatever Baker's throwing their way. And they've got a running game that is second to none in the NFL. If they're hitting on all cylinders, Kansas City better be bringing their A game because they could be looking at trying to come back in the fourth quarter. They don't have an A game on defense, Maddie. And here's here's one thing that Baker Mayfield has actually perfected this season, and you'll see it this game. Watch for it. Uh, they do a fantastic job in the play action, and then they roll him out on a naked bootleg to the left. And it, for whatever reason, he's really able to throw across his body very well, and it just gives the the offense enough time to shift over to his side of the field. And there's usually a guy wide open within five yards and it happens every game. And I don't know why defensive coordinators haven't caught up with it, but I don't expect KC to catch up to it either. So watch that naked bootleg. And I guarantee you that's good for at least one touchdown. Now you've got this Cleveland Browns team who I mentioned, um, you know, 17 years since they won in Pittsburgh, a quarter century since they had won a playoff game, and they hadn't won on the road since the 60s. So this is the epitome of playing with house money. And what happens when you're playing with house money, Maddie? You go on tilt, baby. You go on tilt, and you start taking chances that you wouldn't normally do, and that's not always a bad thing. You might be less reluctant to go for it on fourth down. Um, you, you might see a flea flicker or some other trickery plays. Um, I just think that that favors the Cleveland Browns, who are just, again, they're, as far as their fans are concerned, they had a successful season. Uh, the standards are a little bit higher in Missouri. I'm sorry. That's just the reality of it. And I think they're going to, I think they're just going to play a little more loose. And I think if I, if I was, if I was Kansas City, I would be concerned about this game on Sunday. I really would be. And obviously, Vegas is setting it at a double digit spread doesn't think the same way nor does the public but hey when do i agree with the public very rarely if everyone thinks one thing then i say bet the other way so i'm, I'm definitely taking the 10 points and cleveland browns to keep this close andy i totally agree with you buddy and i even think i won't make it a money line maddie pick but i wouldn't discourage putting playing a small money line play on cleveland this sunday yeah i don't disagree with you maddie i'll probably do the same um you know, it's 2020, or well, it's 2021. It's a 2020 season. Weirder stuff can happen than the Cleveland making the uh, AFC Championship game. Something tells me if they make the Super Bowl, we're going to see the four horsemen of the apocalypse, though. <laughs> what up, though? This is Big Snoop Dogg. Dog Pound, y'all better turn up this week, man. Y'all got a new feeling, new spirit. Let's go get it done, Dog Pound. <laughs> And finally, Sunday night football, we head to the Big Easy, where the Saints are three-point favorites against the visiting Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 52 is the over-under for this one, and, well, this is one for the history books, and even the History Channel's getting in on it. On January 17th, 2021, the two oldest living human beings on planet Earth will battle for the opportunity to play in the NFC Championship which will probably be in Green Bay against that nice young man, Aaron Rodgers. But for now, it's great Grandpa Drew and the New Orleans Saints versus the Big Bang himself, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Only on History. 
Yeah, that's right. It is Drew Brees versus Tom Brady. And, uh, well, Brees is 5-2 and two against Brady in his NFL career. That includes the playoffs. That's the best record among any quarterback playing Tom that's had a minimum of four starts. Brady, as well, he's had a passer rating below 80 in three games this season. Two of them were games versus the Saints. That Saints defense can ball out and disrupt things, and Tom Brady does not like disruptions. I, I Honestly, I didn't hear that they were making a sequel to Cocoon. Diabetes. Apparently, we're going to see it on Sunday night. <laughs> Leading into the playoffs, the last three regular season games, Tampa Bay put up 31, 47, and 44 points. Now, that was against Atlanta, Detroit, and Atlanta again. And then, of course, uh, this past weekend, they put up 31 against a pretty good Washington defense. Okay? And let's give a shout-out right here to Tyler Haneke, who was a third-string quarterback. He completed 26 passes for 306 yards. One touchdown, one interception. But come on, man. Taking this guy off the bench, he did a hell of a job in favor of Alex Smith, don't you think? Most definitely, Andy. One time for Taylor Heineke. I really enjoyed watching that game and watching him duel with Tom Brady. Uh, Unfortunately, he just didn't quite have what it takes. But, well, a lot of guys throughout NFL history haven't had a lot, haven't had what it takes to duel with Tom Brady. Uh, Drew Brees is one guy who does have what it takes to duel with Tom Brady. And I mentioned before how both of Tom Brady's uh, starts this season, well, he's had three that he's under 80 of a quarterback rating, but two of those were against the Saints. Um, both those were in losing efforts. Week one, they lost 34-23. to 23, And then in week, lo- week nine, the Saints blew him out 38-3. to three. Yeah, that wasn't even close, that one. It wasn't even close. And uh, if you're, we always talk about coaching matchups uh, when games are close like this. And I, Sean Payton is a much better coach than Bruce Arians at this point anyway. I think so. I'm going to go with the Saints here to cover this spread at home. What say you, Andy? Well, let's delve a little further into the five losses that Tampa Bay had this year. Now, what do we always say? How, what's the best way to beat Tampa Bay, Matty? put Brady on the ground, disrupt them. Right. So let's look at the, the five teams who beat them this year. Uh, the Saints in the first week. Now, you kind of got to give Brady a, a pass on that because new system, new coach, yep. off of COVID, right? But anyway, they sacked him three times. He threw two interceptions. Next time they lost was against your Bears by only one point. But the Bears sacked him three times. He threw one interception. And then in the second meeting... Against the Saints, three sacks, three INTs. When they lost to the Rams, one sack, two INTs. When they lost to the Chiefs, one sack, two INTs. And yeah, if you can get if you can get pressure on Brady, that's the key. But look, my God, who he's got to throw to. Everyone seems to be healthy this week. He's got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Antonio Brown, Call me Mr. who actually has caught touchdowns in each of the last four games. Of course, he's got his his uh, his safety blanket in, in Gronkowski, but even Cameron Brait caught passes for 80 yards last week, the other tight end. Now, I think that you've got two all-pros in Janoris Jenkins and Marshawn Lattimore in the Saints uh, secondary that can easily cover at least two of those guys, but who are you going to leave open? Okay. Look at their defense. These two teams are number one and number three against the run this year. Very impressive. So let's look at who's putting pressure on Breeze. Let's look at the Bucks 
defensive line. You've got Ndamukong Sue, who's got six sacks this year. Shaq Barrett, eight sacks. Devin White, nine sacks, which is good for 14th in the league. And Jason Pierre-Paul, who's got nine and a half sacks. And what makes that remarkable is that he did that with only eight and a half fingers. Now, Saints putting pressure on Brady. Defensive ends, Cameron Jordan, seven and a half sacks this year. Trey Hendrickson, 13 and a half, tied for second in the NFL. And then you've got David Onyemata, defensive tackle, six and a half. It's, oh my God, this is this has been a coin flip for me all week, Maddie. And the only way that I could come up with a solution to it was to defer to my better half, Woody the dog. So I told him about two different sandwiches. One from Tampa Bay, which is the Cuban sandwich. So you've got a baguette style bread layered with roast pork, ham, salami, Swiss cheese, yellow mustard, and a slice of dill pickle. And they don't care how they make them in Miami. This is the Tampa Bay way. Now, I offered him something from New Orleans. The muffaletta. Layered with various meats and cheeses. Ham. Capicola. The gabagool. Salami. Mortadella. Provolone. And they rely something piquant and lively to stand up to all that meat. Hot peppers or the famed olive salad. Making this... Maddie, the Almost Wise Guys Sandwich Game. What are you? An idiot sandwich. Well, Woody was pretty clear about his decision. He doesn't like mustard. He's going with the muffalata and the New Orleans Saints, and so will I. If you were going to eat a sandwich, you would just enjoy it more if you knew no one had fucked it. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving. All right, it's about that time when we talk to our good friend, the Doc. And of course, Doc is hooked up with his algorithm, Spiffy. And uh, we always enjoy it when Doc comes on every week to give us Spiffy's gold pick of the week. That's gold, Jerry. Gold! I love gold! And uh, Doc was telling me uh, just off air there, uh, he's done some tinkering with Spiffy's math to try to make it uh, a little more competitive with the books. I hope that's the result. Uh, it's certainly true that I've been tinkering. Well, that's kind of, so what, what do you tinker with? Okay, um, let's, I'll just give you a quick tour. And then, you know, if you get tired of the tour, we just drop you off at the destination and we're fine. But the... Spiffy's general approach has been up to this point that take an average of all the things that we've seen a team do and that represents the team as one certain number. But now we've got a database of years of stuff and we're rolling it all into these numbers and the numbers are coming out very similar to what Vegas is saying. So we end up with no hot picks because Spiffy's projections and the point spreads that we can play against are this week. They're so tight. It is like to run away from, I don't want to be running away. So So when you say run away from as well, for our listeners, that means that the line that they've put on the game and the value that they're giving for your bet, those don't line up. Well, no, that there's no value anywhere. So for instance, um, Spiffy projects the margin of the game, and it comes if it comes to f- 
four or five or more points different than the point spread published on Vegas, then Spiffy says, that could be a hot pick. You know, I, I have a different opinion than they do, so this is worth betting on. But this week, we've got three games where the difference between Spiffy and the books is less than a point, and uh, the other game, less than a point and a half. So that's nowhere near interesting as far as Spiffy is concerned. And I figure, you know, Spiffy's a, a young dog. Spiffy could learn new tricks. So let's <laughs> have a new trick this week. And so instead of trying to work with averages, this week I'm trying to work with distributions. I'll give you a quick example. Uh, Kansas City minus 10. What does that really mean? On average... Kansas City's probably 10 points better than the rest of the league, and Kansas City minus 10 looks maybe reasonable. But how many times this year has Kansas City actually covered a 10-point spread? Not often, because we we were just talking about that earlier in the show. (laughs) Meanwhile, how many times has Cleveland failed to cover a 10-point underdog position? Has it even been once yet this year? Yeah, it hasn't. Yeah, it's happened a couple times. Oh, it, it has? has? Okay. It has. They've been beaten badly by both Baltimore and Pittsburgh early on. But were they double digits uh, underdogs? No, I'm not saying that the spread was double oh, digits. I'm oh, saying okay. they got okay, beat got by that much. Right, right. Okay, so um, with this kind of a tool in mind, I started looking at when, when the lines are really sharp, if you can't find any value there, maybe you fabricate some by pushing the lines a little bit and say, okay, what would make good teaser legs here? Try and find two things that I could tease. So let's look at Kansas City again. I say, well, you know, what would Kansas City minus four have looked like on the course of the year? What would Cleveland plus 16 have looked like on the course of the year? And do that with every game. And and both teams in every game, and say so, you know if if you had to just choose one of these spreads uh, and play it, or two of the teased spreads and play it, how would you how would you get the the most value for that? So it it turns out to a whole different set of numbers involved and different set of of equations, different ways of thinking about it. So I'll I'll, I'll take you to the the hotel now. So the tour is done. I think the tour is kind of done. Unless you want to ask more about it, I could give you a couple of uh, you know postcards from the tour. Let's say Kansas City m- minus ten points this year on all their games would have gone five and eleven. Okay, the five times that they won by more than ten. Cleveland plus ten would have been fourteen and two. Okay, so say uh, Kansas City minus ten doesn't really look like a great deal. Cleveland plus 10 does. Right. So you're finding the value in by going back and seeing how they would have fared over the season at that number. I'm saying, you know, what what would this have looked like? You know, and then doing it with teasers is, is how I got started. And I found some really interesting things. For instance, the Rams, you could get the Rams at 12 and a half points. And it's been more than a year since the Rams lost the game by that much. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, you could get... Uh, Baltimore plus eight and a half on a teaser, and they're sixteen and one at that rate on the year. They've only been beaten by more than eight points one time all year. Wow! So these are interesting legs. If you're interested in teasing, I would say Cleveland plus sixteen, as well as Baltimore plus eight and a half, 
or the Rams plus 12 and a half, whichever one of those goes with. What about the and, dog in the last game with Tampa Bay? Oh, the Tampa Bay is close. The Tampa Bay is like fourth hot on this okay. w- way of modeling. But Tampa Bay is scary because they got clobbered the last time they lost big, and it was against the same team they're playing this week. So okay. that's a red flag on my – Spiffy doesn't know anything about that. Now, that was a night like, game, which also this one is, which means, you know, it's – Tom Brady does not get the early bird special on the dinner, and it's way past his bedtime, so I kind of get that. Yeah, once, once you get over the hill, that's how it gets. Wait till you get to be my age, Andy. So, Doc, who's, who does Spiffy have a gold pick this week? Or is it all, like, does he think you should all just line up some teasers and have at her? Well, well, here, well maybe that. Yeah, now we get to the hotel. The <laughs> Using the same math that I did on the teasers, then I put that back on the original lines. And it said Cleveland plus 10 is really good. Cleveland plus 10 could be the gold pick of the week, no problem. That's gold, Jerry. Gold. I love gold. And even Spiffy, here's Spiffy out of left field. Cleveland on the money line at plus 400 is way underpriced. That's a bargain, according to Spiffy. He thinks that should be about two, maybe two twenty, but four hundred for that is is a good deal. If so, if you have an extra nickel, and you you you, you hear that money line calling, you say Spiffy, uh, Spiffy's with you on that. Mm, I recall a conversation very recently about two guys talking about the money line on that game. You bet. Uh, both Andy and I like a small money line play on that this week as well. So we're seeing eye to eye with Spiffy so far. I, I, I like. I definitely like Cleveland as the hot pick. I can agree with that 100%. So, Doc, really appreciate you having you out again this week. And we look forward to talking to you for championship weekend. And uh, maybe you'll do a little more tinkering with Spiffy, as I'm sure you want to do. As you know, Spiffy's been a little disappointing lately. So, yeah, I'm probably going to tinker a bit more, and I'll be happy to chat with you again next time. Good luck with your picks, guys. Just the tip there, Jim. Yeah, it wasn't enough. Now it's time for the total tease where uh, Andy and I give you a total we like for the weekend and also a teaser. Andy, you first. What do you like this weekend? Well, I want to go to the Big Easy. And again, I I mentioned before that Tampa Bay and New Orleans had the first and third defenses against the run respectively. And right now the total sits at 52. I think this is going to be a war of attrition uh, in between the 20s. And I, I just don't see it going over 52. So I'm going to take the under in that game. And not because Spiffy influenced me, but I'm glad that Spiffy buttressed my point. But Baltimore at plus eight and a half was, uh, I didn't, that was a no brainer. Didn't even have to think about that. <clears throat> and again, um, I'm going to Green Bay. I'm going to the Frozen Tundra. And all they need to do is win. Just win win just win baby and uh so i'm going to dial them down to just a half a point so sum it up tampa bay new orleans under 52 points baltimore to eight and a half the packers down to a half a point 
All right, for my total, we're going to go Saturday night to uh, Baltimore at Buffalo, and the total's 50 points. I am going to take the over on that. These are two great offenses. This game's going to be a night game. I can just see a lot of points being scored, much higher than that posted total. For my teaser, uh, first, I like, uh, well, the Cleveland Browns, man, for sure. If I like them at plus 10, I like them even more at plus 16. And uh, of course, if you like Baltimore at plus two and a half, like I did, uh, you're going to love them again at plus eight and a half. So I'm going to take uh, Cleveland from plus 10 to plus 16 and uh, take Baltimore from plus two and a half to plus eight and a half. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for listening to Almost Wise, guys. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit the subscribe button on iTunes or SoundCloud, and then you won't miss a show. You can also hit us up on our Facebook fan page for additional content and picks from all the playoff games across the NFL. From the Coast and Noster Studios for Andy, the prognosticator Attridge, back at Almost Wise Guys Central, big shout-out to the Doc and Spiffy. I'm Matty Buller. Get out and pick yourself a winner. If you liked our podcast, please share it with a friend. If you hated it, please share it with two enemies. Tune in next week at the same bet time on the same bet channel. Sayonara.